we're going to look at tonight, okay? Often ask yourself the question, why, why meditate on somebody you don't love? So, you love Jesus? Raise your hand. Good to meditate on Him. How can you love someone you do not know or understand? Well, if you know Christ is your Savior, and it only makes sense that we study His Word so we can understand Him better, and He doesn't have any problem understanding us, but we have to study to understand Him. And uh, how can you understand somebody if you've not received Him? John 1, 12. But you're here tonight. Uh, by your visible presence, I'm sure that you have a good relationship with the Lord and you're on your way to heaven. So let me give you some thoughts on meditation. All right? Now, you, know, you all know what your name is, so go ahead and put your name on the top there. And the date is Columbus Day. The real Columbus Day. It wasn't Monday. That was government Columbus Day. This is the real Columbus Day. And the subject will be meditation. Let's start with a definition of meditation before we look at some of these verses. We'll be going to Psalm 119, verse 27. Get going here. Let me give you a definition of meditation first that might be helpful. And number one, to dwell. When you meditate on something, you dwell on it. I hope I left you enough room there, right small. Uh, number two, um, it's to contemplate. When you meditate on something, you're, you're contemplating, kind of like a how when he chooses cutting he's just mulling things over he's contemplating it also means to study that would be the third one there <coughs> now four five and six i spread them out because there are a few more words but it also means to revolve in one's mind the idea there is to turn it over and over in your mind number four number five would be to consider the great truths of religion. To consider the great truths of religion. And I like number six the best. To think upon continually. To think upon continually. I like to go where I like to go to homes where people have pillows with Bible verses on them. They have plaques with Bible verses on them. Uh, the new calendars came. There's Bible verses on the new calendars. It's helpful for me. It tells a lot about a person's relationship with the Lord. It tells a lot about the atmosphere in the house. I probably shared this illustration before, but we were out on visitation one night. We went to a trailer house, and the parking lot was full in front of their house. So the neighbor had an extra free parking lot. So I thought, well, I'm going to take that free parking spot, and then I'm going to go get his permission. Well, I parked where I at the house I wasn't going to visit to try to get permission to park there. And I went up to the door and I knocked on the door and, and the door opened about four or five inches and as soon as I looked in the door I saw a little plaque on a little shelf that said Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 and all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I saw that Bible verse. Uh, and before I mentioned the Bible verse I said I'm pastor so and so and I'm here to visit your neighbor and he didn't have any parking spots for me. Is it okay if I park in your spot? And he said, sure, that'll be fine. You can park there all night if you want. And I said, oh, by the way, I see from the plaque, you're, uh, you're probably a Christian. And he said, no. He said, I'm not. He said, this is my sister's house. But he said, I've been waiting for somebody to tell me how to become a Christian. I said, really? <laughs> anyway, I set an appointment with him to meet him at Perkins. And before the week was out, I was able to sit down in Perkins and have coffee with them and share the gospel with them. 
But uh, it's good to have God's Word on your shirt like, like Larry always wears. You know, if people can wear Marlboro on their, on their sweatshirt and they can put graffiti on their bumpers, why not Christians doing something to let people know? I heard of a Ohio patrolman one time that uh, after an accident, somebody had asked him, do you think those people were saved? Uh, somebody had been killed in a car accident, and the patrolman said, by the evidence in the car, I'm sure they made it. The patrolman saw Bibles, he saw church bulletins, he saw something with a Bible verse on it, and he said, they made it. You know? So it, it's amazing how what we wear and what we put on our pillows and plaque we might hang on the wall, you just never know who you're going to impress with that. So I think meditating on those things is very important. Uh, let's pray and then we'll get through this. It shouldn't take long because these are all in Psalm 119. So let's pray and get started. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your goodness to us. <coughs> Lord, forgive us for not spending more moments meditating on you and your truth and your love for us. Lord, we realize there are thousands and thousands of short moments in the course of a day. Help us, as a result of tonight's study, to spend some of those moments meditating on your truth. Some of those moments thinking upon you and considering what you have to say. To dwell upon your goodness and dwell upon your word. Lord, help us with our meditation skills tonight. We thank you for the help that you can give through your Holy Spirit's power. In your name we pray. Amen. <coughs> All right. I think I failed to mention last time when we looked at whole heart last Wednesday, and we got to a verse that talked about understanding, but uh, five times in the 119th Psalm, the psalmist says, Lord, give me understanding, give me understanding, give me understanding. And I don't know about you, but in October 12, 2022, I need some understanding, okay? I've got grandkids that are, that are juveniles, they're juvenile age from 15 to 25, and I don't know what's going on with some of them. I need help in understanding that. And I need help in witnessing to them. And so I've got to work on that and do my part by meditating on Scripture. Let's look at some of these verses. Let's look at verse 27 to begin with. <coughs> Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. So shall I talk of thy wondrous works. Psalm 119 and verse number 27. Meditation's purpose is that you and I might have understanding. That we might have understanding. Make me to understand. So I shall talk to others of thy wondrous work. Two Wednesdays ago I talked about sharing the wondrous works of God. Telling others, wasn't God great to give us that rain? Wasn't God good to give us uh, nice weather, safety? We need to talk about the wondrous works of God. So we meditate on understanding his precept by thinking about them. Um, verse, the second verse we want to look at is in verse 15. Go back to the truck up maybe a half a page, and we'll find one of the first verses here that talks about meditation. <coughs> Psalm 119, verse 15. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy way. Now you're aware that in the 119th Psalm with 176 verses, the word of God is mentioned in every single verse. Some say with the exception of two verses. I think it's implied in those two verses, but 
176 verses where the Word of God is mentioned. And it comes across as testimonies. It comes across as, as His Word. It comes across as precepts, like in this verse. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. And uh, what we need to do is we have to be respectful. That would be the second one there. Purpose of verse 15. Purpose is to produce respect in our lives. God's principles need to be respected. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect. It really irks me. I'm confessing my sins now. When I watch a sitcom, when I watch a comedy, and they disrespect the Word of God, I sit there and, you know, they're laughing because they got these laughing machines, you know, that laugh after every line. I know there's no people behind there. It's just a machine. But anyway, they're, they're mocking God and His Word. And you say, well, Pastor, why don't you shut it off? Well, I do, and then it's on another channel. Or I do, and it shows up five minutes later. I mean, it just, it's all over. And such a lack of respect for God's Word. And, uh, I want to meditate on His Word enough so that I can continue to respect God's principles and respect His precepts so I can have respect unto His weight. So the purpose of really meditation is to produce understanding. And the first verse we had helps us produce respect. The next verse is verse 23. 23. <coughs> Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Okay? And the purpose here is to produce boldness in the uh, in dealing with opposition. It says, Princes did sit and speak against me. And uh, I like to hear politicians who speak truth in the face of resistance, in the face of ridicule. I like it when Christians stand for the truth and say what's truthful and what's important with a certain amount of godly boldness. I know we're supposed to be humble and I know we're supposed to be polite and I know we're supposed to be kind, but we are not to be mudrups. When we have an opportunity to stand for truth, let's use the boldness God gives us. Let's think about that boldness that he wants to give us, and then let's learn to use it effectively. Verse number 23. And that comes by meditating on his statute, meditating on his word. So number one is understanding. Number two is respect. Number three is boldness. Number four is servants. Look at verse 48. Psalm 119, verse 48. My hands... Also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. And a servant is one who lifts up his hands to the work. Okay? A servant is one who is obedient. A servant is one who loves serving his master. Not because he has to, but because he just loves being a servant. One thing I appreciate a lot about my wife, I probably don't say it often enough, but she has a servant's heart. I mean, she, she brings me, sometimes she even shares her, her Starbucks with me. I mean, she just, she just, she's real generous that way, but she has a servant's heart. She, you know, she, she I do my own breakfast, so I can't give her credit for that. But she does, uh, she does serve dinner, and she serves supper, and she, she actually enjoys it sometimes, you know, when I'm not a grouch. But if I'm grouchy, then she's not quite so happy, but. She does have a servant's heart. 
And the kind of heart that she has towards her hubby is the kind of heart I want to have towards the Lord. I just want to be willing to serve. And uh, sometimes it's not easy, but uh, it's important to meditate on God's truth so we become better servants. So that's number four. Number five, look at verse number 78. Psalm 119, verse number 78. This is to produce encouragement. Encouragement. Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. But I will meditate in thy precinct. I will be encouraged when proud people attack me. Let the proud, they can be ashamed. I shouldn't be ashamed. I get encouraged when proud people attack me and they don't know what they're talking about. And the Lord wants to give us encouragement. And he does that as we meditate on his precepts. As we ponder on his precepts. As we contemplate. As we revolve in our mind and study the word of God. So we have encouragement produced, number five. We have love. Uh, this is number six here. Psalm 119, this time verse 97. <coughs> oh, how love I thy law. It is my, what's the next word, class? Meditation. Part of the day? It says, all the day. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Now, we're to love the word, not the world. Now, again, I have to confess the sin of sometimes loving the world. Covetousness is one of my weaknesses. I have a tendency sometimes to covet what other people have. Nice car, nice home. I, for the last four years, I've been coveting a garage. Don't have a garage, so I covet that stuff. But the Lord helped me keep that in balance. You know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't need a five thousand dollar, which would have been a very expensive garage years ago. But today, five thousand that barely buys the front door. But uh, a little bit different today. But I don't need a fifty thousand dollar garage. Just a simple, basic garage would be nice. I got to make sure the garage doesn't have me. You know what I'm saying? I need to keep things in check. I need to understand that I do need a car to get me from point A to point B, but I don't need a cabin. I do need a house, but I don't need a mansion. There's a mansion being built for me in heaven. I don't need one down here. So I want to keep all that in check. Because if I can do that, then I can focus on loving God's word and not be caught up in the trap of loving the world more than the word. Oh, how love I thy law, the psalmist says. I'm going to meditate on it all day long. So get those verses out. Put them up on the counter where you work or where you live. And just do it. I had a friend of mine. He was a machinist in an auto store. He did you know, he was grinding on machines for auto parts and stuff. Some of the other workers would put up nude pictures of women in skinny bathing suits and stuff. And so he started putting up Bible verses. Guess who the management got rid of? They got rid of him. They accused him of preaching to his other workers. And he said, well, he says, I'm, if, you, if they're not, if those pictures of all those naked women aren't coming down, I'm not taking down the Bible verse. He says, if they come down, I'll take my Bible verses down. And they said, you need to find another job. But he did. He left that job and ended up going to Bible college. Bless the heart. But he took a stand, you know. There might have been a, 
a different way to handle that. There might have, he maybe could have gone to his pastor and had a better way to handle that. But you know, praise praise the Lord, he stood up at the boldness and said, "This isn't going to happen where I work," and uh, he stood his ground because he had a love for God's word, and he had a problem with all that other stuff that the world was trying to throw. At him. So uh, where are we at here? We're at number seven. Number six was love for the word. Number seven is leaders. Purpose of meditation is to produce leaders, more leaders with understanding. Let's look at verse 99. Put a couple down from where we were. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. Now, I guess you could say Pastor Forsberg is giving you your medication tonight. And your medication is meditation, okay? Take your meditation pills, okay? Meditate on God's truth and you can be smarter than your teachers. You can have at least more understanding than your teachers. I think that's important that we support people that have some understanding and some wisdom. And I pray often that the Lord will put believers who love God's word next to our politicians, next to our movie stars, next to our professional athletes. Because they need to be saved and they need the word of God to work on their hearts and uh, we can't be ashamed of that. We need to produce leaders with more understanding. And they get that from meditating on God's truth. Verse number 90, 99. For thy testimonies are my meditation. Or my medication. If you want to take that over here. The last one here is verse 148. 148. And I believe the purpose there is, there might be other purposes, but these are the ones I found. The purpose is to produce security. Verse 148. Mine eyes prevent the night watches. The, the psalmist is writing here about his capacity to rest and to sleep at night. And he says, uh, when I can't sleep, I might meditate on thy word. And maybe by meditating on thy word, the devil will get so mad he'll put you to sleep. Okay? Uh, why lay awake and just count sheep when you can quote Bible verses? Make the devil mad and he'll put you to sleep. Okay? But... Uh, when you have difficulty sleeping, a lot of times it's from insecurities. You're worried about something. And that worry is keeping you awake. And um, David or Ezra, whoever you think God used to give us this psalm, he's saying, look, uh, when I meditate on your word, I'm able to get proper rest. And we're finding out the older we get how valuable proper rest is. They say that if you're resting properly, properly you can even lose weight. So i got to work on that one. Okay, But meditation is important to give us understanding in at least seven ways. It produces respect, number two. Understanding was number one. Respect, number two. Boldness in witnessing. Servants, number four. Encouragement, number five. Love for the word. Oh, how I love thy law, the psalmist writes. Number seven here is leaders. Leaders with understanding. That's a good prayer request. Lord, make me understand. That's a good prayer request so that we can grow in that area. Make me understand more than my teachers. Because a lot of us have teachers that are dead and gone now. It's about time we learn how to understand better than them. And then the eighth one here is it produces some security and some confidence and allows us to get proper rest when it's time to rest. And it also allows us to stay awake from guard duty when it's time to stay awake. Because sometimes we are called to stay awake. And other times we are called to rest in the Lord. Now, the warnings here. 
be careful of medic medication, <laughs> meditation counterfeits. Well, what are three of them? There's probably more. Let me give you at least three. Ungodly songs. Ungodly songs. When I was a teenager, I, was, I wasn't living for the Lord, but I memorized a lot of rock and roll songs. Can I say that in a church that's like this? But what's sad is that I would mull them over in my mind. I would revolve them in my mind so many times that today if I go into a store and they're playing a song from the 50s or 60s, I, I know the lyrics. Shame on me. And so we need to be careful that we don't meditate on ungodly songs because most people in a church like this know the first stanza of How Great Thou Art. You know the first stanza of What a Friend We Have in Jesus. But many of us have a hard time with the Bible verse on Sunday morning and Sunday school because we don't meditate on it. So be careful of ungodly songs. They, they will get into your brain and before you know it, you'll be start, starting to sing false doctrine. Beware of uh, the counterfeit of ungodly practices. Uh, an example would be yoga. Yoga could be very, very good for you if you're meditating on God's Word. But if you're doing yoga just to empty your brain, which is what happened out in the state of Washington, people were so yogatized. I don't even know if that's a word. People were, people were, were emptying their minds with a yoga practice, and then all the evil influences would go in. God doesn't want you to empty your mind totally. He, he wants to get his word in there. He doesn't want you to lose your mind. And sometimes in some of these false practices, we can do that. We, we can actually surrender to an emptiness. And instead of the Lord moving into that emptiness, sometimes the devil moves into that emptiness. So we need to be careful with that. And then you need to be uh, careful about ungodly movies and media. Hollywood does more to butcher the gospel and the Christian faith than any town in the United States. It is amazing how the bad guy and the villain always wearing a cross. Isn't it amazing that the biggest bank robber on television is a Christian quoting Bible verses? They just love slamming Christians. And they love putting them in roles where they're, they're looked to be evil. And uh, we need to be careful with ungodly movies and ungodly media because that's not the kind of thing we want to med meditate on. Remember, almost through class, and all God's people said, <laughs> almost done. True meditation. Don't miss this. True meditation involves pondering with heart and mind. You ponder with your heart and mind, not just your mind, heart also. God's wonderful word, his will, and his ways in connection with our daily prayer and Bible study. The meditation, true meditation involves pondering with heart and mind God's wonderful word, will, and ways in connection with our prayer and our Bible study. Okay? It's... Uh, Always time for you and I to renew our love for the Bible. Always time. I hope I love it more next year than I do this year. And I hope you do too. And the way that we get there is through proper biblical meditation. Just thinking long and hard. What would God do?
what would God say? What would God think? And then live as the Lord expects us to live. All right. Did I miss any of the blank? Got them all. I hate to let you go early because I let you go early. You know, I noticed that when I'm overtime, nobody goes out with a smile on their face. But when I stop early, everybody's smiling. Okay? Okay. Four minutes day. Let's stand and have a word of prayer, and we'll let you go. Okay?